welcome to the Reigniting Africa mini-podcasts. In this series, we will be talking to the six finalists in the incredible Reigniting Africa Awards. These awards are about recognizing those in the African travel and tourism sector who have made a real effort to address the impacts of COVID-19. They use their resources to make things at least a little better during a very difficult time. Joining me today are Brenda Walters and Carrie Roots of Marine Dynamics. They are lifting the veil on how they get conservation going during the difficult lockdown times. They work with local and international film crews to keep the conservation spark alive. Congratulations, guys. It's so great. It's such an amazing, um, amazing um, award as well to be nominated for, I feel. Such a new award and it really shows the movers and shakers of our industry, I feel, and who has made a difference during this very difficult time. So could you guys tell us a little bit about this project, uh, the project that you guys have been doing to attract more customers during this difficult time? Okay, so I think it's important to just establish who we are. Um, as Marine Dynamics, we um, are based in Khan Spy in the Western Cape, and we do shark cage diving here. So we're very lucky to see a couple of species, the great white shark, which is very iconic for the tourism market. And then we also see bronze whalers. And we also have a marine big five and whale watching experience under the brand Island Cruises. So we've actually been working in this area for the last two decades. Um, and we do a lot of research and conservation work under the Project Dyer Island Conservation Trust. And that includes African penguin conservation, great white shark research, cetacean research, marine pollution efforts, and environmental education predominantly. And many of the marine animal strandings in this area we also handle. So we have a team of marine biologists that do this work. So just to establish who we are, and um, one of the things we, we realized when COVID came is that obviously our market is 90% international. So we were going to be greatly impacted, even though we were we felt well positioned for risk across our business. We have the different entities and we even have a marine volunteer program. All of that was impacted. So with our team of marine biologists, we wanted to reach out to the world we wanted to continue our education efforts for all those who can't be on our vessels. We wanted to continue to engage people, get them to interact with our biologists, um, ask the questions they wanted to ask, and then also encourage them to want to and to continue to travel to join us as soon as they possibly could. Um, so that was kind of where the main structure is for us. It was actually very much an internal campaign um, in a great way for us to keep a positive approach in these very challenging times, to stay the course, to keep our business going, to be there on the other side. That is not to say we weren't affected. We obviously have lost staff. We've lost a lot of resources, but we are determined to be here on the other side. And we hope that in turn benefits the greater tourism model for South Africa. Were you, were you ever worried when you were thinking about new strategies um, to um, to attract customers or to, to even reach out to customers that if you put everything online that they might not want to travel anymore, that now they've seen it and that's fine? Or was it never at the back of your mind? Um, that's a very good question, actually. Um, I think that was. Um, one, of the, one of the challenges that we could definitely attest to was how do you monetize this? How do you monetize online? Because so many people were actually 
you know, giving away a lot of free courses, a lot of free content. And we ultimately ended up doing same. But I don't think that's the case at all. Many of our travelers that's actually chosen us because of a responsible tourism approach. We are fair trade tourism certified. But many that have actually come to our business are essentially interested and keen on supporting us because of our conservation efforts. So I think reaching out to them in this way, just open their eyes a little more. It's not often that we can get that out. Usually we're doing it on site. So to be able to actually reach a broader audience, I think would only encourage them to actually want to spend time with us. Corey, any comments? Can I also add something to that? Yes, um, exactly what Brenda said. Monetizing these online courses was quite a challenge. Um, specifically competing with other great um, companies out there that's doing the same, mostly for free. People were yearning to interact and to engage while everyone was locked up, unfortunately. But I think in terms of the products and the services that we offer, I do not ever believe that our experience will, I don't know, will be preferred not to people will not come to us to experience it for themselves. We usually say that we make people's dreams come true because they long to have that experience out at sea. Not everyone has the way or a way to be able to go out on a boat and see these amazing animals in this amazing ecosystem. So sharing our knowledge online was a way of reminding them, including them and encouraging them to look forward to when they will be able to travel again and experience this. Yes, I can imagine that it's the visibility as well huh? and the whole spirit behind it that makes people want to engage with you guys. I, I can strongly believe that. Now, besides the online, you also shifted your focus a little bit more towards the domestic markets. Um, how did that change the whole business model? How different are South Africans compared to overseas markets? So the South African market has been predominantly over the school holidays, which would be like your December, maybe your Easter weekends. So we always have encouraged the South African traveler to experience their own country. Um, but I do think that a lot of them haven't been as forthcoming to do this experience as they now have been. I think because the special rates that have been more formalized, we've always offered a, a good rate to South, South African travelers, but maybe we've formalized that more, we've tapped into new markets. It was actually always on our agenda to focus more on the South African market, but with the busyness of the international trade, it was sometimes difficult for us to get there. So this has been really wonderful in looking at new markets, looking at people within a few hours drive from our um, offices that can come through to experience this. We even have from inland. So we've seen a lot more diversity in the market. And absolutely, we've had incredible South African people that have been so excited to experience this product. Um, not only are they going on our, our vessels, you know, doing the shark edge diving or whale watching, um, but they are also going to visit our key conservation project, the African Penguin and Seabird Sanctuary, which is available to tourists as well. It's, it's open um, on a regular basis and they can observe the feeding there. It's not a touching facility or anything like that. It is a rehabilitation facility, but it's opened a whole new world. And I mean, just even there, we normally see 22,000 visitors a year. And even over our festive period, we saw around 4,000 visitors to the Penguin Sanctuary. Obviously, managing our social protocols, our COVID protocols with great deal of um, concern and numbers at different times of the day, 
But absolutely, I think the market's been very welcoming to experiences, and I think that's just spreading the message further. And I also think that ultimately it will grow us as a company as well. No, absolutely. I can imagine this because it's it's like broadens everything a bit more. Now, if you look back at both the online offering and the more domestic and schools and education parts, what makes you more pr most proud if you look back at the whole campaign and the way that you guys have handled this, this COVID pandemic? Looking back on these campaigns, what, what, what really stands out for you? What makes you feel all happy and warm and fuzzy inside? Um, so for me, it was how the team came together and everyone knows it's very scary to go live. And even though the biologists deal with people every day, um, educating them on board, you know, the personal, the personal aspect of having people that you educate while you're out in your comfort zone, which is out at sea. Now, all of a sudden you need to be online. Um, you do not necessarily always see who's listening or you cannot read their reactions. So you need to try and act without any feedback. And the team at first, they were quite nervous. Obviously we all were, even for me behind the scenes with the technical stuff, you know, one wrong button <laughs> and everything can go wrong. But I think, um, What really makes me feel warm and fuzzy is how the team got together. And although there were some nerves throughout, how all of us grew and got more, um, you know, not used to it, but you, you got more into it rather. And not long, we did it twice a week. So it was kind of part of the daily, the daily job. Hey, you have to go online this afternoon and you have to talk about your knowledge and you have to let people ask questions. And it's just another way of engaging where you're used to reading their reactions and, you know, you can, you know, better understand what they mean. Now you had to try and explain as much as possible so you kind of try and make sure that you get to what they what they need to hear but in terms of empowering the team um, specifically for themselves as biologists to get their names out there and to have people that are interested in joining us eventually understand and get to know our biologists better so um, yeah that was for me the best. Um, yeah, also just to add to that, I also um, in, in thinking of this answer was definitely looking at our team effort. We've, we all work very closely together in terms of strategizing. So I think that was very, very key. The other thing that makes us warm and fuzzy is the tourism partnerships that we worked with in this time. Um, we worked with our local tourism offices, international agents, um, international student agents. So in fact, in some way, we were able to actually monetize a volunteer experience online, which we've been able to do a few of those. So that was also very interesting. Um, but we've definitely built some incredible partnerships that are showing fruit today. All of them are mentioned, of course, in the um, application we, we submitted. But I think that was very, very important. And we've always, we've always made tourism partnerships a key aspect of what we do. We don't do this alone. So definitely having the support, the um, sometimes they originated the ideas, sometimes we did, but working together to actually have a common goal was really exciting. And of course, we supported all the national campaigns with SA Tourism, with SATSA, et cetera, as well. So wherever things needed to be done in that regard, we were also part of that. Definitely warm and fuzzy. 
And then, Gary, you mentioned those technical glitches that you might have had in the beginning and they're getting used to that. Were there any other st stumbling blocks that you guys went through? I understand that like, we all needed to change so quickly and everything changed overnight. What were the biggest difficulties uh, that you guys encountered, biggest challenges maybe along the way? Um, it's a simple thing, but in terms of our internet here in South Africa, it's not always great. Um, sometimes we had interruptions where the connection would go away and it was a struggle to get back into that session. So you have around a hundred people listening in and all of a sudden we're, you know, frozen in the most awkward facial <laughs> expression. Um, so that was one. And specifically if, if we have storms here in Hansby, you know that there's going to be a pole that's going to blow over somewhere. And we had to try and every now and then break our every Wednesday and Friday um, program to make sure that we do not have to go live in the middle of the storm. So that was just one, one simple thing. I think Brenda can maybe add something else if she, with her online courses, maybe something happened. Yeah, I think well, I'm just laughing because definitely load shedding also impacted us some of those sessions as well. So there we literally did have to postpone or um, we're very lucky that at our offices we do have a backup generator, but sometimes they were late at night. I think with the international markets that we're often also speaking to, especially when you do online courses, those are generally on a Saturday evening. So yeah, it's um, your time is a little different in terms of managing um, speaking to the world. So, but definitely we've been invited to speak on many other platforms as well um, on different things. Um, I do some on marine pollution now as well. So, so different things that are coming up that um, we are able to get our messaging across, but definitely working at all times of the day for sure. And what has the reaction been from people around the world or even from in South Africa? What, what, was, what were the reactions that make you feel most proud that you got back, that you thought like that really makes it special and makes it all worthwhile? Um, from me, I just think also that conservation approach, um, because that we actually, we really investing in the work, in the research and conservation of the area, people love that. Um, just being able to educate people every day. If you look back over the last few decades, or even the last decade, we've, we've educated on site, you know, probably around um, a half a million to a million people, you know, that have visited these premises. So every day we're talking about the situation with the African penguin. Every day we're talking about white sharks and what that means to an ecosystem. So we've had very positive response. People love to learn. Um, there's been studies done on site with us on, on how that education actually matches to the messaging. So I think, I mean, we just took it to a broader, broader platform. But we've always worked with film crews. We've always worked with the press. We are mostly quoted in terms of this kind of um, ecosystem. So for sure, I think that's just been, it's very positively received. Our work, our work is well known and, um, and well appreciated. And then very lastly, like I said in the beginning, this is a very new category, obviously, of the awards, but one that I feel very strongly about. I think it's an amazing category. Uh, so how does it feel for you guys to be recognized for something like this, for really have made a difference during these very, very tough times? What does that mean for you? So I've always said, you know, any, any award win is a win for the team. Okay, but it's not just a win for the team for us. It is a win for the marine species. If you go to most of these responsible tourism award, um, there's a lot of focus on land-based species. So we're one of the few marine operators that is actually in that space. 
So it brings a great deal of attention to the species that are of concern, like the African penguin and the great white shark. So that is also a huge win for me, just to be recognized. And then ultimately, so that spin-off experience, you know, it there's a big value chain associated with our business. So from guest houses to the town to the Western Cape in general. So there's a huge spin-off when we win an award. The resulting media ultimately highlights our species, highlights our work, highlights the company, highlights the area, highlights the Western Cape, highlights South Africa. So it's a real spin-off effect. Um, and I think that matters the most. Um, so the award is great, but it's great for everybody, not just for us. I think we, I mean, one thing we didn't really mention is that we actually placed a great deal of um, efforts on our COVID safety. We actually, you know, we took a lot of the protocols that had been developed, but we created our own document around it, which really had an impact um, at government level of allowing our boats to operate again. Technically, we are allowed to operate at 100% capacity, but we work on around 75%, um, obviously to allow for some social distancing, but we also have um, an outdoor experience, so you're in the fresh air. But I think that's been very important. We had made a travel, uh, travel safe COVID uh, video, which was also very beautiful and just highlighting in a subtle way that we have all these measures in place, but that you want to come and see this, this beautiful uh, marine wildlife, but not be worried about those things. So I think that was a very key part of what we've done in this space as well, not just the online efforts, but actually driving the COVID um, message as well, the safety message for our country. Now you've covered that. I also wanted to highlight the, the COVID safety video where the protocol is absolutely something that everyone should have in place. We started planning that video as a step-by-step, -step, what is there, what you need to do when you arrive, um, what it looks like when we do the safety briefing, how far apart are people spaced. And while planning that, our team just decided, listen, everyone is already knows this, basically. So it's not necessary to go through the step-by-step -step thing again if you already have your COVID safety um, document in place. And that is where we realized that, okay, listen, people want to still travel because they love to travel. They want to feel safe, but they don't want that to be the main thing that they have to think about all the time while traveling. Um, and yeah, Brenda already explained it so beautifully. Um, I just wanted to add to that. And there you have it, the inspiring story of Brenda Walters and Carrie Roots of Marine Dynamics. They are well-deserved finalists in the Igniting Africa Awards.